This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Tons of great NFL action in week four last uh, this past Sunday. I am Tom Opperman. Jacob Reck with me as always on another edition of Steelers Standard. You want to say something? No. Wow, looked like you wanted to say something. Uh, a bit of a weird <laughs> week in the NFL. And I mean that. I think it was a great week. But what I mean by a little bit of a weird week is Giants and Saints, Jets and Titans, Mm -hmm. the New York teams getting off the schneid, combined 0-6 record in New York, both of them getting big wins, Jets at home, Giants on the road in week four, both of them getting wins in overtime, Uh, and both of them upsetting two teams that – well, the Titans, for sure, playoff aspirations. The Saints looked good to start the season as well, though. But they've been very up and down as far as the team goes. Um, there's obviously a lot better games to dive into, but those two were a bit of a anomaly, those two results. Which one is more shocking to you? Which team let you down more, the Titans or the Saints? That's so tough because the Saints were at home, but I'm going to go with the Titans. Well, they were without A.J. Brown and Julio Julio. Right, but you still have King Henry. And it's the Jets. Like, that's what's so frustrating is it's the Jets. Like, you're more – you expect the Jets to be worse on a given week than the Giants. Maybe. I don't know. They're both really bad football King teams. Henry, what do you mean? They saw it. He still had 33 carries for 157 yards on the touchdown. Yeah, no, he, did a, he did everything he possibly could to help win that game. I think what you saw is what happens to Ryan Tannehill when you take away his plethora of weapons. Not just one weapon, both, all of the weapons. Yeah, like he had the stones taken from his Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And ripped away. Good way to put it. Yeah, and he was not able to bounce back, and that un- inability to bounce back turned into a loss to the New York Football Jets. A very very tough look. For I, the think I think it's I a think tough it's look. worse for the Tennessee Titans because yes. you have such a stronger negative connotation attached to the Jets than you do the Giants. I think so too. I, I, I think even though I think the Giants are probably worse. I'd love to see them play. I don't think they play this year. I'd love to see them go head to head in the toilet in the toilet you. bowl because that would be just great television. They don't play each other this year. Damn it! The NFL being robbed of the the New York Giants. Dude, don't and the we New get York to see Jets. the Jets and the Jaguars play at some point? Yeah, there? you're right. So we do get that little. Do the Jaguars play the Giants? I don't believe they do. I don't think so. No, they don't. Jaguars only team next to the Detroit Lions. So Lions and Jags, one team on each side that still haven't found themselves in the win column yet this year. Just a quick aside, who's the team that gets the first win? I think simply because they play in an easier bottom half of the conference, the Jaguars. Yeah, and I think Trevor Lawrence is going to improve week to week. I I, I do. I I think that he's going to be – a better football player week 17 week 18 than we're seeing right now in week three and week four so i mean they're gonna i don't think you're gonna see and let's not it's, forget it's a, weird, it's a weird thing to say because i would never expect it at the jets and the giants i don't think you're gonna see either the the lions or the jaguars pull off an upset like the two new york teams did this past weekend but here's the thing about the jaguars that i'd say they've had leads in their past two games 
and significant yeah, double-digit leads. It's Urban Myers. Right. So Urban Myers just cannot coach his team. But that's why I think they figure it out and get at least one win eventually. I don't think it has anything to do with Urban Meyer. I think it's because Trevor Lawrence is good enough. Right, but he's going to build enough. I'm saying he'll build up a lead eventually right, that, that won't Urban get Meyer blown. Can't that will lose. not get blown. Right. Yeah, I agree. And probably that happens against the Texans in their rematch against the Houston Texans. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying is that I think the teams that the Jaguars will face at the bottom of the AFC are worse than the teams that the – the Lions will play, such as what the the Falcons or or the New York Giants. I just think that it's easier for the Jags to pull off a win against those bad teams. I do not think that there will be a winless team this year, though. I think everybody. I don't will, either. I, I think, think you can get a win. I do too. I think everybody gets at least. I don't one. know. Now that I'm thinking about it, Detroit is really bad. They are really bad, but they almost beat the Ravens. They really should have beat the Ravens. They should have like, beat the Ravens. I mean, it's not. Fa- it's it's so unfair that they didn't because a Justin Tucker is a god, but b we think that there was a little allowance uh, given to the Baltimore Ravens. They they snapped that ball like a, a good two seconds after the play clock had expired, uh, but. I want to go through just real quick just to see if there's a win down the line for the Detroit Lions. I don't uh, – Their schedule gets pretty tough. Does it really? Philadelphia might be a decent spot for them to get one because it's Maybe at home. Maybe the Cincinnati at home? Maybe the Cincinnati at home. Upset? Eagles at home, Cincinnati at home, Bears at home. They, really, they, they really decent enough against the Bears. On the really, road. anything at home, I think that they could maybe sneak out a win. They're not going to win on the road. The this Falcons year. on the road. If that game was in Detroit, I'd be a lot more confident. That's still a coin toss, though. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta did Atlanta things yesterday too. They they had the lead late and they completely gave it up to the Washington Football Team. All right, enough talking about bad teams. We're done with that. These are bad teams we're talking the about. The matchup of the two undefeated teams this week was the Arizona Cardinals going into LA to face off against the Rams. Rams really impressed the football world with their dominating performance over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just a week prior. Uh, Had them at the top of both of our power rankings. Things were flying high. I saw that most Vegas odds makers had the L.A. Rams as the best team with or as the team with the best chances to win the Super Bowl now. They were the Super Bowl favorites, according to Vegas. So naturally, since the NFL is the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals go into the now Super Bowl favorite L.A. Rams house and just kick their ass up and down the football field. 37-20, to the final score. Arizona now in the driver's seat with the for the best division in football. And we talked last week on an episode how Matt Stafford was the frontrunner for MVP. Well, that torch has now been passed. Kyler Murray is now the frontrunner for MVP. So, yeah, I was going to say this doesn't change anything in my opinion of how the NFC West plays out or how the NFC final standings in the conference play out. The only thing this really changes is MVP race. Matt Stafford, if he wanted to win the MVP this year, I think you have to go out and beat uh, your 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 counterpart, your other your your MVP foe in this race, and, and Kyler Murray, and that's not what happened. So I think right now you have to say Kyler Murray is your front runner. But by the end of the season, I don't think this changes anything. I think the Rams are still the better team overall. I think in the rematch later in the season, I bet you that the Rams can go out there and, and beat the Cardinals. And I think the Rams still have the best chance to be the number one overall seed in the conference, certainly over Arizona, and I think they have the best chance still to be the team representing the NFC at, in the Super Bowl this year, if not for Tampa Bay. I don't think it changes anything in terms of final standings. It just changes the MVP race for me. And maybe it changes the power rankings this week. 
that's about it. If not for the next two weeks. Well, I think what it also changes for me is it's starting to really erase the doubts that I had about the Arizona Cardinals. This was the best win in the Kyler Murray era. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury era. It's better than the Buffalo win last year because that was a miracle play. Yes. That wasn't an overall team win. Also, that was at home. This was on the road. Right. First time since Sean McVay has become the head coach of the L.A. Rams. To lose against the Arizona Cardinals. To lose Cardinals. to the Arizona Cardinals. He was 8-0 and heading into this football game. Yeah. He is now 8-1. and I'm a little shocked by that. I, I figured there'd be a lost splash in there. Cause the you NFC play him West, twice. The yeah. NFC West teams are, are good. They know how to beat each other. I'm a little surprised that Sean McVay had never suffered a loss against the Arizona Cardinals. But, man, what a win. For the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal win. Puts them on the map as far for as sure. an NFC contender that is concerned. For me, that for me, going into the season, the Cardinals were the one team where I, I, I could say to myself, I don't know if they make it to the playoffs. That that's the team that falls off. That falls off. Now they are, the te- they are guaranteed a playoff spot. Even though we're only four weeks in, I don't see a second half of the season collapse for them. I see them making the playoffs. Uh, speaking of teams that aren't falling off, the Seattle Seahawks had the potential of dropping into a one and three hole. When we did our mm-hmm or uh-uh, uh-uh. segment, what did you say for them? I said mm-hmm. You I said, think mm-hmm. they're still a good team, and I was right, Jacob. You were right. They go to San Francisco and they handle the Niners. I know the final score was only a touchdown victory, but they were in control for the majority of that football game. Uh, it's going to be such a tough division, man. Like none of them, none that. of like, them going to fall. That's what I wanted. I'd, Seattle like, winning that game shows you that none of them are falling off. Right. They're all I, fighting I, to the I end. don't discredit San Francisco at all for no. losing this game. That's two tough losses for it's them. It's really well. I would say the last week was a little harder pill to swallow. I'm just saying, in the grand scheme of things, that's two straight home losses, and you played well in both games. Well, pl- not as well in the Seattle game, but you know what I mean. You, you didn't still play played well enough. I mean, it, you you could have won that game had some some things gone your way rather than the opposite. Yeah, maybe Jimmy G gets hurt earlier than he did because Trey Lance looked good, dude. Trey Lance looked good. This might be the game where you say this is the turning point of which they go with Trey Lance. I don't know if that's going to happen. 9 of 18, 157 yards, two tutties, zero picks. I mean, he's good. Yeah. I mean, mean, he's pretty good. Uh, However, I think it's so exciting to see that Seattle kept things interesting. If San Fran had won this game and they fall, they rise up to three and one, and, and Seattle goes to one and three, you're thinking, "Oh, well, that's kind of like sucky that the Seahawks are clearly the worst team here." There's there's a floor to this extremely high ceiling for all four teams, but now they're all sitting at either two and two, three and one, or four and zero. Oh. Like this is a this is exactly what we expected. And again, the loss that the Seattle or the San Francisco 49ers suffered, one of them was against a division rival. I mean, you expect these teams to go out there and play each other tough all year long. The one loss the L.A. Rams have so far is against a division rival in the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, this is what you expected out of this division, and it has not disappointed so far through four weeks. No, it really hasn't disappointed at all. Here's a question. So we just said that the Arizona Cardinals solidify themselves as a playoff team. Yes. With Seattle winning against San Fran, do you now think that even though it's only four weeks in, do you see all four teams making it? That is real tough. All So that would mean three out of three wild cards being from the NFC West. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to rack my brain as another team it's that not, would throw You're not going to get one there. from the East. You're not going to get one uh, from the North. Vikings are in too deep of a hole already, and the Bears aren't really that good. 
Um, the Bears are not. <laughs> the Bears average one yard per game. I'm just, the but I'm just saying for record. They only beat since... the Lions by ten points at home. Right, but I'm just saying they have the same record as the Seahawks right now. So all That's I'm right, saying too, is that yeah. they're gonna fall off. The Panthers had a prove-it game, and they lost to the Cowboys. It was a good game. They're Sam not bad. Sam Darnold is, is good. I think the Carolina Panthers are good. DJ depends Moore on how long, is really good. Depends on how long McCaffrey's out for them. Right. That's a different That's game if McCaffrey's healthy. It, it sucks, too. They lost uh, their first-round pick. Um, J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn. The Panthers are the team. They're yeah, the team it. right now that sneaks in and ruins it. But Do you think the Saints are? After they're, last they're week, they're too hot and no. cold. They're too up and down. Yeah. They'll beat an, they'll, the Saints will beat another big team later this year, but they'll keep losing to bad teams too. I said to you, when I we think were it's going to be four NFC West teams. Wow. I, do. I said to you, Tom, when we watched that game, and I said it's the Jameis Winston effect, where it's just too incon- it's it's the encapsulation of the thirty touchdowns, but you get thirty interceptions along the way. You're going to get good wins against the Packers, but you're going to have bad losses against the Giants. We talked about that prove it game with the Carolina Panthers. They fell thirty six to twenty eight. You know, it was fourteen to thirteen Carolina at halftime. The Cowboys offense then just exploded in the third quarter, putting up three touchdowns in that third quarter of play. So the score went from fourteen to thirteen to start the second half, and by the time the fourth quarter started it was thirty three to fourteen. 36 to 14 was where it reached. Uh, with four minutes and 31 seconds left, though, Sam Darnold was able to find DJ Moore in the end zone for his second touchdown. DJ Moore's for real, Tom. Yeah, that I guy's know, good. I know you have him in fantasy. You're really excited. But that guy's really good. But they were only down by eight at that point with 431 left. So definitely a comeback effort from Sam Darnold. Um, look, I think what happens here is obviously it was a prove it game for the Carolina Panthers. So you don't want to see them. Uh, completely lay an egg, and they didn't. They went on the road, and they fought until the very end of that football game. I also think on the other side of the coin here, that Cowboys offense, that is a very scary offense. One of Dak the best Prescott, in football. I think it's already locked up comeback player of the year. Obviously, that's locked up. He's going to start flirting with the MVP, too. I think so. I mean, he he was the everyone's MVP four weeks into three weeks into the season last year before he went down with his season-ending injury. Uh, but yeah, I think for sure you gotta give him comeback player of the year. I mean, I think there's the no NFC, doubt now. The no NFC East now. is over. NFC East is over. That's the Cowboys. That's division. what should happen every year with Dak Prescott at quarterback because the other quarterback carousel or the remaining quarterback carousel in the NFC East is what Daniel Jones, Heineke, and Hurts. Heineke and Hurts. Uh, uh, uh. It's not that, great. That is, that is a world of a difference between Dak Prescott and those other three guys. I think it's over. I think they're going to win. Not only do I think they're going to win the NFC East, but it's not going to be like a Washington football team winning the NFC East last year and nine. everybody doesn't think they're going to do anything. This might be a 10, 11, 12 win football team that might make a couple or uh, some noise in the playoffs and might Where win around. Where do you think it's possible they fall from, from seeds one through four? I'm not giving them the one seed. They're two through can, four. I think you gotta go three or four because two think, I think is gonna be the Rams. I still think the Rams, if not the Packers. So you still so think, I think the Bucks? I think they're gonna end up fourth. You still think the Bucks get the one? I think I think is I don't know what. Sorry, I shouldn't have been so clear on the Bucks. Rams, Packers, Bucks finish one, two, three in any order. Right in your mind, exactly. And okay. I think Cowboys fall. I think the Cowboys can beat the Packers. I think they can edge them out. I'm not know. ready they're to put both, them in there three yet. Three and one, and 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 they both play in bad divisions. I the the Packers, what they need to do as long as well as the Cowboys, they both need to sweep their divisions. 
They both need to go six and zero. Cowboys up. Those are where your six easiest wins in the season are going to come from. Cowboys upcoming schedule. They got the Giants at home next week. Easy win for them, or it should be. They go on the road to face Belichick and the Patriots. Tough place to play. Tough game mm-hmm. for them, but they'll probably pull that one out. They go on the road to play the Vikings. Another tough place to play, but another game they probably pull out. Then they're at home back to back weeks against Denver and Atlanta. Worst case scenario, November twenty first, when you go to Kansas City. You probably only have two losses, and that's worst-case scenario. You might be able to run the table to that point. We'll find out a lot about Dallas in that Kansas City matchup. That'll but be a good offensive shootout because we know how bad the KC defense their is. Their defense is terrible, and let's get to that now. The Chiefs and the Eagles. The Chiefs end up covering that spread, winning by 12 points. Mahomes looks amazing. Five touchdowns, one interception. But the Eagles scored 30 points, and if you watch that game, and I really – Got to be honest, I only caught the the extended highlights on SVP Sports Center last night. The Eagles had a couple touchdowns called back because of an offensive penalty against them, and then they had to settle for field goals. If those self-inflicted wounds didn't happen, this is a completely different ball game. The Eagles probably still lose, but it's like a three-point football game at that point because they were moving the ball down the field against the Chiefs at will. It's just the fact that they shot themselves in the foot a couple times and had to settle for field goals on a couple of those drives instead of what would be touchdowns. That's what changed the game. I love my offense if I'm a Chiefs fan, but I am nervous about that defense, Jacob. It was a five-point game multiple times throughout this game. It was, I think, 21-16 at one point and 28-23 at another point. This was a competitive game, I think, all the way through until the very end when Tyreek Hill had his third touchdown of the day it's stupid 44 yard one too where it's just a backbreaker every time and he's wide open it's ridiculous how good that guy is how wide open how fast his speed is and how much of a game breaker it can be but yeah i mean this was a competitive game i think for majority of, of the 60 minutes i'd say for about 50 minutes of this game 55 minutes it was it was competitive only because of that chiefs defense though that's going to be a, a real interesting thing to watch, especially next week. You know who they got next week coming into town? I do not know. Green Bay? No. Oh. Josh Allen and the Buffalo oh, Bills okay. are coming into Kansas City for Sunday night football. Dun, 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 dun. I can't wait for that. That's a huge game on Sunday night football next week. Fantasy football players out there, Josh Allen's going to have a big, big, big game on this one. They might not win. The Chiefs might win the football game, but Josh Allen's going to put up some points I against think that defense. The way, okay, so what? They they won that game 40 to nothing yesterday against Houston? They are the only team to shut out a team twice this season. Four I weeks think, of play, they've shut teams out twice. And not only that, but they but score when like they, crazy. When they score when they score in those games, they scored 40 points this week. I think they put up 35 against the Dolphins when they blanked the Dolphins. The Steelers two weeks ago woke up a giant, I think. I think so. <laughs> I think everyone's kind of mad at the Steelers now because the Bills were so frustrated with themselves after week one that they said we cannot look that bad for the They've rest just of the been year. pounding teams. I think the Bills can win that game. I think the Bills, even as good as the Chiefs' offense is currently, I think the Bills' offense is so, so deadly with Josh Allen. They are currently a three-point underdog. The Chiefs are giving the Bills three points at home which is usually in the NFL. When you're the home team, you automatically give three points. So that's basically Vegas telling you they think these two teams are pretty even. 
I would take those points and run to the bank with them if I was you with the Buffalo Bills because I think this game is going to be a high-scoring affair. I think it's going to be kind of like that Patriots-Buccaneers game last night where it's a one-point game pretty much the entirety of the game, except instead of it being 7-6 to six or 14-13, to 13, it's going to be like 38-37 to 37 or like 45-44 to 44 or something stupid like that. But I think it's going to be an incredibly close matchup, and that defense, Jacob, like I said, that Kansas City Chiefs defense is not good. It is not something to write home about. I really think the Bills are going to have a Which good is, shot to go into Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still lean towards the Chiefs getting this win, but it's going to be a hell of a football game. A lot of points are going to be scored. Take the over. It's ironic, too, because after that Super Bowl loss they, they had against the Buccaneers, the big criticism was the offensive line could not protect Patrick Mahomes, and they needed to figure out what to do there. Patrick Mahomes looks just fine, all right, people? He is going to throw the ball to Travis Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill all day long. Don't you worry about it. It's the defense now that is the backbreaker for that team. I agree. Take the over. Whatever it is, even if it's 100, take the over. I agree. I think it's going to be fireworks at Arrowhead Stadium next Sunday night. Week four is not over yet, though. We've got a big-time game on Monday Night Football. Probably. You don't want to talk about the Sunday night game at all yet? I do. You're right. I'm, I don't know why I just jumped past shit. that. You, you jumped the gun on that one. Because I'm excited for tonight. I think tonight's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But Tom Brady's homecoming at New England. What an amazing scene. I said to Brian, our uh, uh, PD of the Steelers Network last night, I-, I said, hey, you think Brady's feeling this a little bit? Like, you think he's feeling a little bit of the jitters? And i got to be honest. As much as I think he's an unflappable person, I think he felt a little bit of the the vibe in that stadium last night how could you not how could you not let that creep into your head just a little bit i mean it had to be weird lining up for his first possession and trying to read the defense and seeing that silver patriots helmet looking back at him for a change you know that that's a surreal feeling that even the goat who is always able to keep his emotions in check i mean and he was still able to do that yeah he was he definitely felt some some pregame jitters in that one had to have right i think so too and i mean his play definitely or the team's play showed it i mean that patriots you were expecting a blowout by the buccaneers no patriots did the belichick thing where they made your the belichick the claw and teeth your way the belichick thing is oh you've got a high-powered offense you're gonna come into gillette stadium and wax us no, America, we're going to make it the ugliest football game you've ever seen in your life. Seven to six at halftime? Yes, please. That's exactly what Bet Brady and the, or Belichick and the Patriots were able to do. Uh, Brady has been on that side of things for a long time in those ugly football games, so he certainly has had his experience of winning them and pulling them out just like he did last night. Uh, Mac Jones, really impressive 275 yards, two touchdowns, and, of course, one interception. But the kid never blinked. Brady went up a couple times in that game, and Mac Jones led the Patriots down the field to score again and again. See, here's the difference between Tom Brady and Mac Jones. I think. Oh, is there just one? Huh? There's a lot of differences, but. I get that. But the conversation we were having before Brady went and won the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay at the beginning of last year was, who is really better, Brady or Belichick? I think the difference here now is you're going to see Mac Jones significantly be a product of Bill Belichick compared to how Tom Brady was. I think Tom Brady can handle his on his own. We've seen that. I think Mac Jones is good, but I think his play is going to be elevated 
his 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 winning ability is going to be elevated because of he of the access to Bill Belichick as his head coach. Yeah, I agree with that too. I don't think I th- you you're saying he's he looked pretty cool, calm, collected. He did. Maybe, but I think it's because he knew he had a defense that was led by Tom Tom Brady, by Bill Belichick. In his year when he's out on the field, Bill Belichick's in his year. I think that had a lot to do with his own confidence. I think he's a good quarterback moving forward to have for the New England Patriots, and it kind of makes me sick. Yeah, because he's going to be a, a good pawn for Brady. Or yeah. for, I keep doing that. For Belichick to use. I'm telling you, he's more than a pawn, though. 275 yards and two touchdowns ain't no thing against that Tampa Bay defense. Ain't no thing. Here's the thing, though, with Mac Jones. It makes me so freaking mad to watch that game last night and say, I think the Patriots got one. Like I don't, I'm not saying they got the Brady or the Rodgers or they got that kind yeah, of level of it. I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready to pull that trigger just. They yet. got one though. They got someone that's going to be good enough. They got someone who's good enough. And that makes me so mad. That team should have to struggle in quarterback purgatory for at least 15 years before they find someone with any semblance of good football. But looks like they have found it in Mac Jones. Tom Brady, though, of course, the goat, ends up with another game-winning drive in his back pocket. 19 game-winning drives at Gillette Stadium. By far the most all-time in that stadium, obviously. Everybody else on that list is just tied for second with one fourth-quarter comeback against Tom Brady. I can't remember all the names, but I do remember seeing Ryan Fitzpatrick on that list. <laughs> it was, what was it, 15 for Tom Brady, one for everyone 19 else? 19 for Tom Brady. Wow. I think some names were Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Mallett. Of course one. Fitzpatrick did. He played there like 35 times for all different – he played for every AFC East team trying to get into Foxborough to take out the Patriots. How about Ryan Mallett in the one season he played for them when Brady went down in 08? Leading that fourth-quarter comeback for the New England Patriots for the home team. Uh, man, he is just such an impressive person to watch. Finally, though, like I said, we got a big-time game on, on Monday yes. Night Football. The Raiders and the Chargers, uh, Las Vegas versus Los Angeles. It's in L.A. I think the Chargers get this dub. I think they hand the Raiders the first loss of the season, and I think the Chargers start to put themselves in the driver's seat for that really competitive AFC West. I think here here's my problem. With you it. took the Raiders in the triple play, so you're looking at the Raiders here to Well, at least I took cover. the points. I, right, I didn't necessarily so, take the win. But you However, want to, you think they're going to at least keep it within three. I think they're going to – yeah, I for sure think they can keep it within three. I think the defense is going to be good enough to keep Justin Herbert in check. It's just how good is the Raiders defense going to look – or the Raiders offense going to look. Sorry, my bad. Uh, it's tough. Do you think there's a possibility with the Chargers beating the Chiefs last week that's going to create some type of overhead where they think, well, we did it. We, we got our big one of the season, and they say – we did it. We could beat anyone, and they go into this game a little more confident than they should be. Maybe overlook the Raiders, even though they are three and zero, and say, "We got this. There's nothing to worry about." Nothing to worry about. And the Raiders come out and and shock them a little bit. That's my concern with the Chargers: is that they're riding the high of Kansas City too much. My concern with the Raiders is that they're the Raiders, and I'm not going to believe in them until it's too late because I think they are a good football team. I want to say that they're a good football team, but there's just – it's kind of like the Cardinals, right? There's that thing in the back of your head that tells you that there's – the other it, shoe – It hasn't been proven yet. The other shoe is going to drop at some point, and tonight might be that game where – just like how yesterday – I was expecting the other shoe to drop for the Cardinals against the Rams, and it didn't, and it proved me massively wrong and made me a bigger believer in them. Raiders kind of have themselves in the same spot 
according to me at least tonight, where they got the Chargers. If they beat the Chargers in L.A. and they go to 4-0 and they have a two-game lead on both the Chargers and the Chiefs in that division, that's it. I am ready to believe in them. But until I see them do that tonight, I'm just not ready to say, yeah, Raiders are going to do it. I think they can do it tonight, Tom. I'm a big Justin Herbert guy. And I think he's going to light it up on the national stage tonight. We'll see. We will see, and that's the beauty of football. You know, we'll talk about it, too, on a later edition of the Steelers Standard this week. But that's going to do it for this episode right here. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen. For Jacob Brecht, I am Tom Offerman, and we will talk to you guys on that next episode of Steelers Standard.